Welcome to the latest PodSpot from Clients First, a podcast dedicated to all things HubSpot. I'm your host for today, John Pittam, uh, Director at Clients First, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Nick Piper. Uh, Nick's the Strategic Business and Operations Manager at Yorkshire Building Society. Um, and today we're going to discuss how Nick and the sales team at YBS and Accord Mortgages use HubSpot. Um, welcome, Nick. Thanks for joining us today. I'm delighted you're here and able to share your experiences with us. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about your role at YBS and some context around sales at Accord Mortgages? Yeah. Hi, John. Thanks very much um, for inviting me along. Um, so, uh, as you said, uh, the job title is Strategic Business and Operations Manager. And, and I guess my role kind of covers... Um, all of those aspects in one way, shape or form. I've got responsibility for um, an operational team um, that receive inbound telephony calls from mortgage intermediaries. Um, I've also got uh, a kind of strand to my role, which is looking at the way that we, we go about our business, the strategic side, how we um, how we appeal to our customers and, and how we uh, try and make sure that we deliver in the operational and distribution areas the, the key core elements of the uh, of the group's overall strategy when it comes to, to mortgages and particularly intermediary lending um, and I've also got that that kind of business element as well which is really about the um, the kind of analytics the um, the the management information that relates to kind of commercial and customer performance so whether that be the pounds and pence that we're lending, but also the the impact that we're having on brokers and their customers from a, a net promoter score and a customer satisfaction angle as well. Okay, so so that's quite a wide ranging role, Nick, <laughs> in terms of brief. Yeah, there's there's plenty to go at. I mean, it, it it was it was great in a way because it um, when the role was um, presented to me, it was a brand new role, and so um, it was something that was probably bringing together elements of, of other roles that had existed before. But obviously, if you've, you've ever moved into a brand new role, one of the the great advantages of that is that um, you, you can almost shape it to to fit the the areas that you think you can you can have the most positive impact in, and and so um, it's a bit of a combination of several jobs that I've done within the organization in the past um, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a very supportive um, leader and line manager who who basically you know gives you that scope to, to go out and, and, and make the role um, as effective as you can within um, within the, the organizational structure that he's got so it's been it's been a really interesting two years um, we've done a lot of different things and um, you know I'm, we're going to touch on those in the, in the podcast Podcast, I'm sure, as we uh, we go through some of your other questions. Yeah, and 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 so starting then, you know, HubSpot, I guess, has been quite a big part of that two year journey um, in terms of the sales operation at, at uh, Accord. Um, so, so just share with me a little bit. What's the background to, to to adopting HubSpot? What was the problem the business was trying to solve, and and how do you go about that? Well, I've worked I've worked in the the wider Yorkshire Building Society group for uh, a, a fair old few years now, and, and in various roles that I've I've undertaken, both customer facing and uh, in the data space, we we've, we've talked about having some kind of customer relationship management system. There, there have been various kind of incarnations of um, of customer databases, etc., but we've never really had that that all encompassing. Um, data source of, of, of our customers that you, you can actually 
look right across all channels and start to, to really see how some of the interactions that you're having with people across those channels work together and, and, and what works well for, for each individual customer or group of customers. Accord, with it being a slightly different part of the, the YBS Group's business, with it being specifically about mortgage intermediaries, makes the, the whole process of transitioning across onto a, a platform like HubSpot a bit, a bit easier to achieve because you haven't got quite so much data. Um, and it, it also makes it something that you, you can measure pretty effectively as well because it, there, there are very tangible measures about how you engage with brokers. Um, so, I, so I think the background really was we'd, we'd reached a point where um, Accord was was really trying to to, to revolutionise its um, its kind of presence within the intermediary market. There, there was a time when um, Accord was seen as having a fantastic proposition from a product perspective, um, but wasn't always able to back that up when it came to, to service and when it came to being able to present itself as a um, as a brand, I suppose, really. Um, but massive amounts of work have gone in within our marketing teams and our distribution teams and our underwriting teams in terms of technology, in terms of um, beefing up the service proposition, making ourselves easier to do business with over the last two or three years to a point now where I think it's fair to say that, that certainly the mortgage intermediaries in the UK see Accord as being a um, a really good example of a business that's, that's almost reinvented itself and it is able now to offer both brokers and its customers um, a really, really personalised and um, and high quality service proposition. And, and what HubSpot has allowed us to do, I suppose, is to measure the impact of that and start to really understand what, what aspects of the things that we do are having a real positive impact on the way that our brokers perceive us? Um, and, and with it being the way it is um, in terms of its presentation and its ease of use um, and its accessibility, it's, it's really given us a whole wealth of information in one place, which makes it really, really easy for, for people like myself working in the, in the kind of back office functions to start to draw out some real understanding of, of what it is that we're doing well, what it is we need to improve and what's resonating with the brokers. Yeah. And, and, and as part of that, I think that, you know, the rollout obviously into the BDM team, into the sales team has been, been an important element, I guess. And, and you talk about HubSpot, you know, I think you sort of referred to their user interface and how easy it is, et cetera. But equally, implementation into sales teams is never particularly easy with any new technology. You know, how, how did that go? How was that rolled out? And, and how's that been received from, from the sales teams? Yeah, I think it's fair to say that um, when, when we first kind of floated the idea of um, of having a, a space that that we could start to record interaction and activity, there was a a, a kind of quite natural and an understandable. Um, I wouldn't say fear. I don't think it was as strong as that, but but certainly some some doubts in the minds of, of some of the uh, the people in the sales team that this was going to be used in some way as a, as a kind of monitoring tool to, to keep an eye on what they were doing and, and try and uh, kind of button down their, their, their activity and their whereabouts and things of that nature. Um, that's not the, the kind of 
pervading culture within within Accord and it, and its kind of um, sales team. So I don't think it became a wider problem for that reason. That it was it was pretty easy to convince them that that wasn't whatsoever what we were wanting to use the tools for. Um, had there been a bit of a, uh, a kind of legacy whereby um, people maybe have been treated like that in the past, then, then that might have been a bit more difficult to overcome. But I think there were still some, you know, concerns that was this just going to be a data uploading exercise on the part of, of people that have already got a lot to do when they're, they're out on the road um, uh, five days a week to, to, to be asked to then upload more information into a, into a, a database. But I think we were quickly able to overcome that. We, we were really careful with the communication in our initial training that we were, HubSpot's got a wealth of features. I mean, you know, we've, we've been using it now, um, you know, for, for 18 months and we're still only scratching the surface of some of the features that are available there. And we were very careful that in those early days, we just used the, the, the very basic functionality to, to kind of introduce people into the idea of, of starting to, to record some of the interactions that they were having. Um, the other great advantage that it's got for somebody that's on the move is that the, the, the functionality includes, you know, voice recognition within the app, things of that nature that will automate some of the, the upload of the data as well. And of course, what ends up happening, you know, after you know a, a relatively short period of time of, of months, is that straight away that the people who are, are, are uploading that information in the in the first few weeks and months are beginning to actually see the that that information bear some fruit when it starts to provide them with additional insight. Uh, you know, two three months into uh, to using the tool, so all of a sudden now, rather than it being viewed as something where they're adding information, they are now actually being able to gain some information from the system. And as soon as it starts to do that and starts aiding people to do their job, rather than creating additional tasks for them. That obviously, you know, creates a greater level of buy-in on their part. Um, so I, I would say, yes, you do need to tread carefully. Um, you do need to be wary of, of people and the fact that they, they're used to working in particular manners. But I do think in many ways the the functionality and the, and the relative um, ease of use that you get with this system does it in many ways do some of that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually just listening to or talking with some of your salespeople over the last sort of few months or so, you know, I think certainly there was that sort of adoption curve where people were sort of went through that initial bit of a challenge of getting used to a new system. But that seemed to get through relatively quickly. I know one guy I was talking to, you know, he, he talked about how it was great. He could come out of a meeting and just dictate onto his phone the note that then gets, goes against the record and create a task for himself, etc. So, yeah, it's, it, and, and I really like the fact that you guys kind of took a softly, softly approach to it you know it wasn't right here's all the tools go and use it right now it was almost you know start with the, the mvp the minimal viable proposition that, that that you know salespeople can use and then build out from there and i think probably that's a that's a real win in terms of, of getting adoption from the sales teams so good work on that i, th- I think it i think it was and I, I think had we had we gone the other way and started to overcomplicate things it, it may have 
everybody's on a on a different level in terms of you know their familiarity with um with technology and and just the the, the degree to which they've adopted things in the past so you know it, it is difficult to to force too much on people too quickly and, and it and it can lead to them just being switched off altogether so i think the uh, the sales management team um within accord did a really good job to make sure that there wasn't that pressure applied it was all about you know just just think about how this is going to help you in the future um and we were we were helped with some you know you know just quirky occurrences where you have for example you know some some maternity leave whereby a temporary um replacement had to step into a patch and all of a sudden pick up all of the contacts that were normally looked after by by the person that that had left and having all of that information on a on the on the crm was really really beneficial it gave them a massive head start when it when it came to the crunch of them actually having to go out in the the field on their own so so things like that i think really did bring home the, the kind of value of this yeah definitely and i think you know one of the other elements of this actually is is the way you guys use data uh, you know knowing the business as i do um, i've been really impressed with the way that you've uh, sort of integrated different business areas into hubspot and, and pulling data in from back office etc um, and also you know marketing arguably started using hubspot probably about a year before sales did so there seems to be a bit of an alignment now between sales and marketing and that information uh, mix and being being able to share that and um, if feels to me that sharing the data has been a key part to play in it. Uh, you've integrated a number of your own platforms, you know, and, and provide easier access to, to the sales and uh, marketing tools, I guess. Um, how far do you think you can now take it in relation to integrations and giving salespeople and, and arguably marketing as well access to data and insight that, that helps them in their role? Well, I think I, I think what this uh, has provided people with is a, is a bit of a, a kind of... Uh, insight into, into how things may work in the future i, I think uh, as you'll know john we, we, we carried out an, an exercise at the beginning of this year which was it was a bit of a, a kind of test case really about about using the data that was available to us through hubspot through the the market information that we have uh, regarding our place within the market and the propositions um and, and what we asked the uh, the sales teams to do was 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 almost kind of lay aside what they knew about their their patch what they knew about their brokers and um and what we knew about past performance in terms of those firms that were were kind of active supporters uh, of ourselves as a brand and start to just look at some some individual um firms where we felt there was um, some some opportunity to be had, i.e. there were propositions that we'd launched recently that they might not be aware of. They might be, um, they might have rapidly increased their market share within a particular postcode area or part of the of the country. There, there was just potential there, which we, for whatever reason, weren't tapping into as a business. Um, and that was all data led. That was all produced by um, one of my colleagues, Darren, who's, who's you know exceptional when it when it comes to the the kind of uh, the, the analytics and the insight side of things. He is, yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> and and he he was able to give them. They ended up with with twelve contacts each. Um, we made it a kind of mini incentive, a bit of fun around it, but but in the background actually for myself for, for Darren and I think you know for you as well because we were talking about this ourselves before we launched it this was quite a, 
a crucial bit of work because if we could prove that this worked and and you could actually gain uh, additional business you know on top of what you would normally get and expect to get from the rest of your contacts it would give a bit of credence to to what we're talking about about being data-led and about being able to trust the insight that we've got on firms um and you know i wouldn't have mentioned it on this podcast would i if it hadn't worked but i mean it 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 really did work exceptionally well, particularly before we went into the, the the current situation with COVID, and we had that period of the first three or four months of the year where we had a really good, clear uh, test period for for us to to compare and contrast results. And, and those BDMs, uh, those business development managers, that that kind of took it upon themselves to look at these contacts and and have a go with them, some of the whom they would never have spoken to before did find a, a quite considerable boost in their in their business levels and, and i think what that's done for us it's it's kind of i think the door was ajar and it's kind of kicked it open a little bit now and i think people do realize there is a lot to be to be said for for using that that kind of analytical approach um and, and, and obviously, as, as we've already touched upon, there's a heck of a lot more functionality which we haven't tapped into yet within HubSpot that I think will open the opportunity even further. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and you talk there about, you know, the activity of the BDMs and, and being able to target uh, brokers, et cetera. Um, are there any specific tools or functionality that, that your sales teams, the BDMs are liking the most? Where, where do they see that it adds the most value to them? Well, I think we've already touched on the convenience aspect, the the, the voice technology, etc. I think I think that's been really useful for them. Um, the the ability of the app to to kind of log some of the telephony uh, calls that are, that are happening. There's a, there's a really basic piece of functionality which um, I think has, has made a massive difference, um, and that is that um, in the past we we've got kind of proactive ongoing outbound contact taking place with our business development managers that are predominantly based on 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 the road they're going out and visiting people and then you've got this other strand of contact which is um which is proactive on the part of the broker whereby they will ring us with queries about cases or potential cases etc that, that come into a central telephony team and one of the very basic pieces of functionality within HubSpot is that when you log any kind of interaction note, you can you can tag um, other people that have access to the HubSpot um, system within your organisation into those conversations. And just by being able to do that in a in a real time environment, rather than having to fire an email off or or, or give somebody a call. The, the BDA team that are, are sat in our head office in, in Bradford are able to therefore tag any of the BDMs who are out in their car all over the country into conversations that are taking place and just make them aware that maybe one of their brokers has called in with a particular query or a, a concern about a case or, or whatever that might be. And it gives that BDM in the field that, that opportunity then to to immediately make contact if they feel it's appropriate and, and little things like that just give you that that more joined up approach to the way that you're handling your, your customer experiences and I, and I think from a broker perspective that's meaning that everybody's kept in the loop um, they can be sure that the conversations are being shared and that people understand what's going on within their individual business which I think can be really powerful. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, the idea of transparency, having been a, a salesperson out on the road 20 odd years ago, you know, um, you know, to actually do, to go into a customer's office, actually be forewarned or armed with any conversation the customers had with the business is, is just really helpful, isn't it? To have that information. So Definitely. And, and, and it has that link with marketing as well. So, so obviously when, when marketing might be send, sending something out, whether that be an information piece or a, uh, a piece uh, regarding products, whatever, that that salesperson in the field, again, on their mobile, has the facility to just check down what, what's been the communication history, what, what have we sent um, this particular person that we're going in to see, and just, just be able to utilise that to, to have a more valuable conversation. Because I think, um, you know, it, certainly when I was, was doing the job and I was out speaking to brokers, you, you had a fairly formulaic kind of structure to your, your, your meetings. You, you would obviously adjust it depending on who you were with, but it would be quite a, a, a quite a structured kind of conversation. Whereas now I think they're able to tailor the conversation to, to make the most of the, the 20 minutes that they might have with that, with that broker and make, make the most of the broker's time too. Yeah, definitely. You, you mentioned earlier there about, um, you know, the BDMs being out in their cars and in the field, etc. And of course, that's all changed over the recent months as we, you know, record this, we're still in, in pretty much lockdown to, to some extent. Um, how do you think that the sales guys use of HubSpot has changed or, or how has HubSpot supported the sales teams whilst they've been working from home? Well, in, in a strange kind of way, it's probably supporting them in the, in the same way as before in the, it's again, it's enabling them um, to have that real clarity of view of exactly what communication has taken place um, with each of their contacts. And, and so whether they've in the, in the beginning of, of lockdown, when the market kind of took an initial dip and things went a bit quiet and we had a, a lot of people um, in the intermediary market who who went into furlough in the, in the early days um it was more about us making outbound proactive calls i think to keep in touch to see how businesses were coping to see if there was any support we could lend them or their clients in those early days so making the outbound calls again um very much um it, it can be supported by the fact that you've got this this picture of of where we are with any individual contact what what information have we been sent them recently what conversations have we had with them even if it's not been ourselves uh, individually so that was really helpful and as as the the market began to recover uh and the housing market got going again where we could go out and survey houses etc what you see then is Again, the the development managers are still home based and they're not out on the road, but they are now fielding inbound telephony um, and again being able to log those conversations and being able to to um, to utilize the system to see exactly what's what's been said, what's been sent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It just enables them to have a more rounded conversation and a better relationship, I believe, with with the brokers. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely buy that. Um, moving on, I can't really talk about HubSpot and you guys without talking about reporting, Nick. Um, you, you know, you mentioned Darren earlier, but to what extent are you guys using reporting, um, which I think is pretty extensive compared to many? Uh, and what insights do you gain from it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, the great thing about the reporting tools um, within HubSpot themselves are that they are incredibly intuitive to use. I mean, I am. A million miles away from being any kind of data analyst etc but i mean even i can build a report fairly easily within within the uh the kind of uh 
drag and drop software that they've got in HubSpot. It really is very easy to use. And the other thing about it is I think it's um, the way that it's built avoids you going into that, that kind of dangerous zone of kind of analysis paralysis where you just end up looking at all kinds of variables. I think it's quite, it's quite obvious which variables you should be looking at. So, Again, going back to my colleague, Darren, he's built some standardized um, dashboarding tools within HubSpot that, you know, provide you with that that kind of day in, day out analysis that you would want to see in, in relation to, to kind of um, activity levels and, and what's being logged, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what we're beginning to, to play around with now and look at, and, and really the only limit that, that you or your organization would have on this is is how available other data sets are for you to be able to to push into the HubSpot space. If you've got the data, you can kind of use it, and you can use it to to inform HubSpot um, as to as to how you're you're progressing against your your individual objectives, whether that be in marketing, sales, or, or wherever. But we're now beginning to to rely more on HubSpot as the as as the tool which can actually start informing us. So rather than telling HubSpot what we believe is is the truth and then getting it to report accordingly we're able to push data in and start to to get back from hubspot what it thinks we should be doing next so we're we're just embarking on a piece of work regarding um the segmentation of brokers and and how we we look at marketing segmentation to try and give ourselves uh, an even more personalized tailored approach to communications and and the way that we interact because you know when you've got 12,000 brokers, they've, they've got very different needs, very different requirements. And we want to make sure that the, the way that we interact with them is is, is the way that's going to give them the, the most value. Um, and we're able to use HubSpot now to start to inform some of that work and start to, to give us some ideas as to as to how different people, different organisations, different firms react to the way that we're communicating with them. So, we are a long way to go in, in terms of, of doing that. But again, I think we're making that transition now from using it as a as a place to store data and a place to report on that stored data to really starting to inform the way that our strategy works rather than the other way around. Absolutely. And I think that whole segmentation piece is, is really interesting in terms of using it to influence sales activity and focus so that the business can really start to adapt its activity and adopt different sort of techniques and channels etc for different um, different segments of the market so so thinking ahead you just mentioned about where you could take it i mean where is the vision where, where do you think hubspot can take you or or is there anything missing from hubspot that you'd like to see in terms of its, its future development um, where do you see it all heading well i think what's missing for us and this is purely um you know an, an internal um capability issue rather than an external one i i would like to see um the the use of some api technology to link our inbound telephony with hubspot because i I think that would be massively helpful for our um inbound agents um so so at the moment for example um they when they receive a call or they receive web chat from from brokers um that they obviously go through a, a brief kind of introduction 
discussion where they're, they're trying to find out where the broker's from and and where they're calling from, et cetera, et cetera. The API technology, which is which is available and, and would be compatible with HubSpot, would enable some of that information from our HubSpot records to appear for the uh, the agent as soon as the broker rang in, which would give them a really good understanding of that that uh, that broker's business before they even start the conversation that they know about you know how how au they might be with accords criteria based on the the level of business they might have provided in the past for example and i think that would enable you straight away to have a, a more engaging and a, and a better quality of conversation with the broker because you'd really understand very early on in the in the conversation where that person was in, in terms of their journey with Accord and how well they understood what, what we're about. So, so I think that would be a massive um, help for us um, when it comes to, to dealing with customers and, and, and giving a, a better personalised service. Um, on, a, on a kind of broader scale, I, I do think it's this, this kind of data uh, and insight-led decision-making. I think about enabling us to be able to launch propositions that are really going to help brokers help their clients, which is ultimately what we're there to do. I mean, you, you'll know you, yourself, John, from some of the work we do um, in the growth series, which which Accord Mortgages offers brokers. That, that growth series is all about um, trying to help brokers to to make a, a greater success of their business, it, it, it really genuinely isn't about trying to market Accord as a as a provider of mortgages, and and I think again with the with the data that we have in HubSpot that can enable us to be more of a help to brokers, um, and it's not even necessarily about sales and commerciality. I think it's about us understanding our customers better. Um, and I think there's a whole lot of things that we can do in that space. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an exciting journey ahead for you, Nick, in terms of adopting that and integrating uh, telephony and all sorts of things. So, yeah, um, look forward to seeing and hearing all about that. Um, yeah, I, I just final question then, Nick, I guess, um, you know, there's always the risk of failure in relation to adoption of new technologies and, and arguably a much greater risk in relation to implementing a new CRM because it's so wide ranging. Um Two, two years down the line now, I think it's fair to say that HubSpot implementation has been a great success for you. Um, but what do you put that down to? What And what advice would you give to other organizations looking to adopt HubSpot specifically for sales in a similar way? Well, I think uh, I think we've touched on one or two of the things. I, I think you, you have to, you know, ultimately... The, the people who sit behind the scenes, who, who like the numbers, who like the data, etc., I, I think they're always going to be really keen for any kind of um, technolo- technology project along these lines because it, it gives them more to go at. It gives them real, credible, up-to-date data that they can they can go and have a look at and, and to, to provide some insights. It's, it's the people who are going to be using the system on a, on a daily basis, the ones who you're reliant upon um, to provide you know, pertinent and accurate information for the system to work on that, that you really need to win over. So I think just be really, really careful about the way that you communicate um, your decision to, to, to run with something like this. Make people feel as engaged as they possibly can, even, even those people that, that might not, um, you know, be 100% comfortable with, with technology and, and change and things of that nature. You know, I, I think the beauty of HubSpot, as we've touched on, is its um, its ease of use, 
um, the, the fact that it's very intuitive to use. So it, it, it's fairly easy for somebody who even, you know, might not have the latest technology at home um, to, to pick up nice and quickly. But do what you can to hold their hand and to guide them around that and make them feel as comfortable as possible. And I would also say just just remove any any kind of lingering doubt or fear that people might have that there's any kind of ulterior motive behind this other than, you know, just to, to try and get as much useful data as you can about customers that will enable you to offer them a better proposition and help those people who are interacting with them on a regular basis, whether that be sales, marketing or whoever, to do a better job. And, and I think if you can get that message across, the system then will do a lot of the work for you in terms of approving that because it's it's pretty quick um, to, to show somebody that, that there's some really hugely beneficial insight to be had from a system like HubSpot. And, and again, because of its ease of use, it, it's very easy to pick that information up. It's not something you have to go hunting for. Um, so, so those would be my tips. But, but to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I think, you know, even if we hadn't done some of that hearts and minds things up front, six months in, people probably would have cottoned on to it anyway, because I, I do genuinely believe the system's that good. Yeah, brilliant. There's some great advice in there, Nick. I really do appreciate you uh, sharing that with us and our audience. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of opportunity with HubSpot, even for yourselves, if you already mentioned. And, and I think you'll uh, hopefully enjoy a journey with HubSpot over the coming years. But really do appreciate you uh, joining us today, Nick. So thank you. No, no problem at all. Thank you very much, John.